Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today, we'll be listening to the recording of one of the clubhouse discussions we had a while back. And that is uh, the Free Thinkers Hangout on Clubhouse. So, if you are not on Clubhouse, please consider joining. Clubhouse is available on iOS and Android now. So, join the Free Thinkers Hangouts so we can have various discussions like this. If you have not subscribed, please consider subscribing. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or where else you get your podcasts. So now, let's go and listen to the recording or discussion we had a while ago. And it's different things that, that, that snap people out of their, their indoctrination, different things. Some people, it might be logic. Some people, it might be just one passage. Some people, it's at a particular point in time when they are questioning. Like for me, it was COVID. COVID was like, I was like, what the fuck is God doing? Like, and all the pastors were just contradicting each other, jamming their head left and right. So that was when I was like, something is wrong with this whole Christianity thing. So that's people's mindset are in different places at different times. So that's why what convert the converted it doesn't the convert another person. It's a, uh, it's place. So, but straight to the matter, and feminism. Please, uh, who saw that video? I saw it yesterday and my blood was boiling. Yeah, I, I was I was mad because first of all, I have a I don't know if I call, I would call it trauma from that man. I went to his schools and his his his, his rhetoric is the same as always, condescending motherfucking cunt. He he says a lot of trash with so much hubris and confidence because he knows we that came to pay school, can't do shit about it. So hearing him talk about feminism and the way, like, this was total mockery. Like, this was not even, it was just like, the, mo- the tone of mockery. I was just like, ah, ah, ah. this man is either he, he likes the controversy or he's seeking out. I'm, I'm, I'm just confused what the hell is going on in his head. And that's why when we, I don't know if we can have a Christian feminism here. And, um, this is, this is, this is a situation of I told you so. Like, this is, these are situations when Christianity collides with, with, uh, feminism. These are, the, these are, the, these are the, this, the things like this, men like this, who, 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 who have so, so much, uh, who have so much, uh, pull, so much power, so much influence. And they mock feminism like this, underwriting the work. Yes. They are Christians, but they are fe- and they are feminists too. It doesn't un- it doesn't invalidate their their feminism in any way. But the problem is the misinterpretation, the lack of understanding. So once you just hear feminists, you assume you are this loud, loudy, loud mouth. But as in the man, I don't know. He's playing. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. And I, when people when people tell me he's an old man, you can be old and stupid. When there is red and jack, uh, red and white street jacket every Sunday, like I don't know who, who is this fashion person that wears that nonsense. But it's pure rubbish. This is the problem of uh, religion and feminism coming together. And um, I don't know, please, who wants to ask something? I'm just too irritated. Yeah. Can, can I go first? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, to be honest, I just watched it today. I don't know. I know. I saw um, it was on Insta blog. I saw it right on Instagram, and um, I, you know, I saw him. You know, regular him in his white suits and white pants, and you know, 
And I think what what I have to say is that, to be honest, he's right. <laughs> you, you, I, and I'll explain what I mean by he's right. He's right in the sense that you actually cannot be a Christian and claim to be a feminist because it's like, it's like, um, almost claiming to be a civilian and also being a military personnel. It doesn't work together, right? The, the, the text, the literature in, 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 in the holy books, in, at least in the Bible and the Quran are framed in such a way that the man is ahead and the woman is somewhere down below, right? So it, that's why it really does amaze me when I see some, you know, or a lot of Christians come out, Christian women come out and, you know, um, at cognitive and, dissonance. Yeah, yeah, you know, cognitive dissonance and live in denial as though, you know, yeah, I'm a feminist and this and that, you know, and then they frame it with this, you know, there is power in submission. What exactly do you mean by that? Like, that is the most stupidest thing I have ever heard in my life. Power, there is power in submission to my husband. Now, this is not me trying to come here and say like a woman should, like, like a wife should, um, how do I put it? I'm saying these Christian folks, right? And most especially the, like what Yedipo is saying, he's just speaking from a point of, I, I am, I am privileged. Now, this is me speaking. This is me reading his mind. We as Christian men, and, and as Christian husbands are, uh, benefits, we are beneficiaries of what this Bible has, you know, laid for us. And we need to protect it at all costs. So anybody coming here with this feminism thing is, you know, speaking trash, speaking garbage. So it's really is impossible for you to be a, a, a woman and, and claim to also be a feminist. All you need to do is read your own holy book, your own text. You know, go from where Paul says, um, I forbid a woman to speak. And then he gives his reason why. Because the first woman that was ever created from a man was deceived. So what I, what that means in turn is that <laughs> you can't teach us because you are not that, you know, sharp. You are not that sound. Exactly. Right. So just the same way the first of your kind brought us down to this mess. Right. That's really, really, I know they like to paint it with this brush of, oh, no, you're not getting the context, you're not this, you're not that, but that is exactly what it means. And let, do we go back to the Old Testament where you see women that are priced, a woman's slave is priced at this amount, and boy, a man's slave is priced at this amount. Where you see like a boy is actually being, you, 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 you pay more for buying a boy than you even pay like a woman that is say like 10, 15 years older than him. So it just goes to show you that there really is no value, right? There really is no value to um, um, women when it comes to feminism in, in, in religion at large. And, you know, for in in this context, in Christianity, most, most especially. Then the, the last, I'll just want to say like, if we bring Christians in, if we let, show them that, you know, there are ground rule, rules and we're not just here to bash them, I think it would, um, it would even help in, opening their minds. Like we could give them that floor to preach. Let them preach for their three to five minutes. But you know, throw questions at them, 
you know, let just, the same way you walk into a room on Clubhouse where there are guidelines and there is respect and all that, people feel, okay, nobody's pointing guns at me. I can just make my case and, 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 and let it be. So, yeah, that is that on that. All right. Thanks, bro. Any question in the house that would like to, we come in peace. If you are in the audience, please can raise your hand. If you are already a speaker here, yeah, can flash your mic. Any Christians in the house? Okay, since we are all bloody hellfire bound here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, who wants to go next now? I think do we? Do, I think we might need to form a queue now. If you want to go next, please flash your mic. Ah, nobody. Nobody. I know be pastor. Nobody let me go preach for you. Everybody has different angles. I mean, I can take it if nobody wants. Okay. We right. um, this is similar to what we were talking about last time we were on Clubhouse. It's. It, I find it. I would just to agree with the previous speaker, right? Everybody who says that they are Christian and feminists need to go and read their only book, because not a single one of them, whether you're talking Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, all of them seem to have subjugation of women as part of the point of the religion. Whether it's to control women's sexuality or to control their fertility, it, they all seem to have that as core to their to their traditions. I mean, a part of what I think is that it's it comes from a time when that was normal for everybody to think that. But then the rest of the world has moved on, but religions haven't. And we, like I said, this is what we were talking about last time we were here, wasn't it? Yeah. And then, and then, I mean, what else is he going to say? He's going to he's going to try and advance his own position. He's going to try and advance his own beliefs, and this is actually what his book says. If we're going to be fair, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of where my head is at this point. Yeah, that's very true. It's uh, it's even okay. Uh, lovely. lovely mm, okay, so uh-huh. my contribution. All right. Um, I don't know the connection between feminism and submission. That's one I don't understand. I don't know why these religious folks would actually think that someone claiming to be a feminist means that the person does not want to submit. If we even want to look at that, like I guess they've not actually sat down to just see that what feminism actually means is just seeking equal equal rights for women and men. Yeah, so what a man can do, a woman should be able to do it too. More like if she wants to. Like there's also that that place of choice. Does she want to do it? And if she if she wants to, then they should they should they should they should be an equal playing field for both of them to compete, and whoever is the best wins. So when when I hear I heard I heard him speak and he was like women should submit to their husbands. I don't know where he got that from. I don't know where which version of feminism that yeah. said women got it from the Bible. And the, problem, the, Bible. the problem, yeah, the problem with that is, uh, as you said, feminism is trying to create equality for men and women. The problem is, according to the Bible, men are not equal to women. Men submit to Christ, then women submit to the husband. So two of us are not on the same level according to the Bible. So feminism is a threat to that ideology 
of the man being the head and the woman being the subordinate. They don't want to let go of that power. Patriarchy. The church and patriarchy are five and six, side by side. They're no googly. So that is why when feminism comes up, submission is the automatic trigger in the minds of the patriarchs. Jay, you should love the show you get. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if you don't mind me asking, lovely, what's your perspective? Are you Christian? Are you religious? Um, where you where, where are you looking at this from? Mm, I would just say I'm open minded. Wherever I wouldn't want to put myself in a box like I'm here or I'm neither here nor there. Um, but I'm I'm, tilt, I'm tilting more to the uh, to the open minded stand where whatever makes sense, that's what I go for. So I would call my. I'm not. I'm irreligious. Mm. That's what I would say. I I hear you. I from my perspective, it sounds to me like you are starting to realize that a lot of it is nonsense. But then, because of whether it is there's some sort of emotional connection, you still have to the beliefs that it's difficult to let go. We've all been through that. I've been through that myself, right? So um, if you are questioning, I would encourage you to continue questioning. I was just curious where, oh, whether I'm you were looking at this as a Christian or. No, I'm actually so, yeah. done with the. Que- I'm actually done with the questioning um, phase, more like. Oh, but okay. Um, let's say I'm in a society where I cannot just be vocal and say, "Okay, I yeah. am," mm. you know, "I am this" or "I am that." So I just, I just prefer mm. being in the middle, <laughs> being in mm. the middle ground. I'm neither here nor there, you know. Depending on who I'm speaking no, to, yeah, after yeah. Understand. I, I understand. Believe me, I understand. Believe me. I mean, yes. half of my family doesn't know what I believe because um, they would, they would, they would need to sit down and talk to me for the next two hours, and I just don't have attention. <laughs> Are you guys serious? Yes, I'm not even joking. They know everything, Have you met my mother? Have you met my mother? Everybody said they did different, though. Ah. My parents, uh, my parents are pastors, so ah. mm. so there's going to be war. The day when that day, mm, there's pastors in my family as well. Mm-hmm. But, mm. So it it makes sense. Can, can I add some things? Yeah, you know, um, the truth about it is, religion as a whole has this way of, you know, um, making sure that everybody is in their place. I mean, all you need to do is look at ranting and apostates, right? And what you would see is two young guys that... I, 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 I don't want to say they are in hiding. I think that would be a wrong term because... The I am hiding. Is, <laughs> say it. I'm actually hiding. I know, I know why I'm saying... No, I know why I use, I use that um, 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 statement or that sentence. I understand your reticence, but I am actually hiding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, the, the reality is our circumstances and our settings are different. And the truth of the matter is there are some folks that just for the sanity of their loved one or for fear of what you know their loved one could go through mentally or emotionally they would rather protect right and 
that in some way, shape, or form is the way like has this hold on 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 folks, whether you are within or without. Now, take for instance this woman, right? That um, you know, and this feminism talk that that we are having here. Imagine Paul saying something like, you know, again, I forbid a woman to speak. If she has any question, let her go to back home and ask her husband. See, you know, these things that these um is is just is just I don't know how Christianity got to this form, but if you read the Bible and you look around you, you would you would tell that Christianity itself has even evolved. Yeah. Right? Because in actual fact, literally, a woman has no business speaking, in fact, making any sound in a church. Has no business whatsoever. And Paul goes as far as saying that, see, if she even has a question in that church, she shouldn't, like, there's no need for her to ask the pastor there. No, she should go home. When she gets home, she will ask her husband. So, there really is, like, it, it amazes me how women are, women are even the majority in Christianity. Like, all you need to do is walk in any random church. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Walk. Are you there? Can anybody hear me? Sorry, somebody yeah. was calling me. Okay. Okay. So, I bet you, all you need to do is walk into any random church. And the majority, the vast majority will be women. And they themselves will even be more devout. Much more devout than the, than the men that are, you know, wearing the, the thing if, The thing about mothers, right? If, if The thing about mothers, and this relates to the, the reason why I don't want my mother to necessarily know. Even if okay. you don't, even if I don't believe I'm going to hell, I don't want my mother to believe I'm going to hell. Because that will probably mm. bother her more than if she was going. If you see what I mean. Mm. True. Yeah, that's true. true. So you know, to be I, I, I get what you're saying, and in, I, I really, I, I, how do I put it? I feel bad for you know a lot of these women that come, you know, come out and like, man, you know, I, I'm a feminist, I'm also a Christian, and they really, really are Christians, and and they really wear this fake feminism badge and think that you know they are flying the colors. Uh, uh, boldly, and you you really are just making a mockery of yourself and everything is that. So, I think all I all I advise any um, Christian feminist, quote unquote, is just read your text. Don't don't blind yourself with this shade of context that oh you know, you know it's the wrong context. So you know, Paul's time was like this, and Paul's time was like that. <laughs> and no no no, he didn't mean it that way for Eve. He meant it this way. Like just read. Don't let someone else read for you. You read it yourself. So I think that's all I would say. Well, the thing is that um, while I agree with you, I think just as you have mentioned, there will be a lot of cherry picking. So they will pick out the parts that okay, this sounds nice, this sounds nice. Then all the abrasive areas they will ignore. That is how they're able to manage both concepts. But the thing is that if you don't take it in its entirety, you will not you will not realize that these two are negating each other. You cannot be one and the other. Christianity is a misogynistic 
structure. It is always going to oppress women. And women will read it, and it's the same words that we are all looking at, but they will take another meaning to it. Hmm. It's true, sir. That's true. I think it's the the upbringing that women have, you know. Right from when you're a child, a woman is raised to be... A woman is raised to be meek. A woman is raised to feel like she's less than a man. So it's difficult to root out that 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 feeling, that thinking, you know, that that orientation you've been given. Even as an adult, you know, it's it's um it's it's difficult. And then you're now in a society where that is being enforced. Even in while well, you're you're trying to be a, a, an adult, you're trying to date. You know, most of the men you're going to come around or come across are men who would feel that way. In the office, it's the same thing you get. In the markets, you know, it's the same thing. So it's it's just difficult. So it's sometimes difficult to navigate the world without, you know, somehow just trying to just maybe just, um, you, you might try to fight it, but then it's, it's, it's always a constant battle of fighting it and then realizing that, very few people actually do not think this way. And then having to accept that <laughs> majority actually think this way. So that's the thing. I think that's why the, you see the women kind of just accept it because they know that if they are going to, if you're going to fight, fight it, <laughs> the people that you have on your side would actually be less, you know, your association, everything. You just have it. Actually in, um, maybe, maybe outside Nigeria, but like it's, it's, Talking specifically about Nigeria, you're going to have very few friends. In fact, you might not even have a partner. So I guess that's why the fear of being lonely, the fear of being secluded, the fear of just being the one person, as you know, not standing you, it would rather just join the crowd. It's safer that way. Yeah, that's true. We are, we are social animals. And that thing is can work against us when we need to do the right thing at times. So uh, I saw Kamar, you were flashing. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so I was going to talk about um, the role of patriarchy in our normal like, system in Australia. It's even all around the world, not only Africa, but a lot of the world have risen above that level because I can remember like reading some history or seeing some historical movies and I see the way white people too used to like um, treat their women but of course they've risen above that now so I'm thinking maybe in areas like like in 200 years that maybe we'll reach that point too because it's really sad that like yes like somebody was saying the other time about how women were brought up to be like second second class citizen to men like I understand it's the patriarchy system which everybody because usually I tell people that I don't believe in gender rules people always be like yeah but you are a man no don't tell me I'm a man I don't it's not my thing so like because they are maybe they are expecting me to do something physical or whatever because I always tend to tell them but this gender rule thing don't you think it's kind of like primitive like it's 2021 we should start thinking better because all these things goes a long way it goes a long way because it makes a lot of women, a lot of younger, like a lot of girls to think maybe they can't be as good as men, like they can't look for, like they can't have a dream, they can't go far like the way men would do and then that can only drag us back 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like what you said in 200 years time, but the work has to start now and the feminists are working on it. Religion, exactly. That's why people like us are here. Religion gets into it. Talk about it. We'll get to that point eventually, but we have to work. We know, say, mm. no, we can't do it. Uh, God will do it. It is well, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> uh-huh. That those for people that believe in God now. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, Amino, I think you were to talk at the time. Are you there? Okay, wait, let me even do partiality. I think we may, uh, our women that are here. Lily, do you want to contribute? Because we're talking feminism here, and women know more about that than us. Uh, we are such other woman. Yeah, Chancy. Uh, hi. How are you doing? Fine. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Oh, okay. Um, on the topic of feminism, I think for me personally, I actually came into the realization of what as in feminism really meant by definition on the um, general level, way, way later, like, um, I think even maybe by the time I left university, like, how do I put it now? So growing up between, as a, the way we are raised, because we are three girls and a boy, so my, the, my brother is the last, so my parents didn't really, um, what's the word, my parents, my parents didn't really try to be like, oh, my brother is better than our brother was better than us or but sometimes i could notice that there were times when she treated my but my brother way better than she treated us that's my mom i noticed those slight differences and it used to be very annoying but we used to think that because my brother was the last you know last born thing but until my dad had to now tell us that, you know, that she really, really, really insisted on having a boy. I'm like, ah. So the three of us were not enough and um, <laughs> we're not enough for you and you really, really wanted to have a boy because even before my brother, she actually miscarried. So which was where my mother, my dad was like saying, okay, it's enough, no need for you to have another one. And then you were already having issues with this last one. But she insisted. So my brother came along anyway. So there are those little things, but I just used to think like because my brother was the last. But my mom, I could actually see my mom, I saw my mom as a feminist per se, as in by definition um, now, because she was a very heady woman. Like I found her to be very strong willed, pretty stubborn, and opinionated. Are you there? Or am I the one out? I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you too. Okay, chances yeah. you try again. Just go in and go out. Eh? By the way, where the post slander is allowed here, please. The thing is, what, can you actually blame the man? Because he's he's actually true to his scripture. It's the people that are following him and say and trying to pretend like they don't they can't hear what he's saying. The man is staying true to the scripture. What can you say? I mean, you can't blame him, can you? I have a I'm not saying he's a good man, but I know, I know, I know. Oh, oh, okay. I think I'm. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. 
Okay, so uh, so yeah, so we didn't really. Okay, I can't remember where I was, but anyway, so we didn't really have that much differentiation between oh uh, that feeling of a boy was better than us or what kind. We just grew like that, but I think we started noticing. I started noticing that difference in how women were being treated in society. Um, by the time I got into uni, when sometimes I'll ask my dad why he doesn't like to hire um, married women at his place, because he would say that, oh, married women, they have a family, one day they're going to get pregnant, and I'm like, uh-huh, <laughs> it's part of the mystery now, like, I don't understand, so why, as in, why do you have to discriminate them like that? I say, but that's the, but when they get married, when they start, when they get pregnant, they won't be able to work, so he prefers to hire men in those roles, like, Huh. Then um, I also noticed that my, my dad is a lawyer. In the law field, we see a lot of girls in law school. The network is out. Network is out again. Maybe they are calling her. She's out. She's out. Okay. Uh, anyone wants to go again, she'll, she'll continue when she comes back. Uh, let me see. John, how far? I'm fine. Good evening. Good evening. Huh? I just, um, I've just been listening so far. Um, okay. Let me, let me just say some few things. Oyedipo and feminism. Mm. <laughs> I think I think I saw the the tweet that or the post rather that inspired the title of the room uh, recently. So I think I would just say he's just trying to be he's trying to be consistent with the with what the what his text is saying. Though there are some Christians that are going to disagree with him. Some people are going to say uh, he's taking it out of context. Is, that passage is, is, is talking about, about um, one particular time in history and uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the thing is that the, the thing about Christianity is that, like, or let me say the thing about the Bible is that the Bible has so many views that are contradictory. Like, you see one part of the Bible supporting this thing, you see another part of the Bible supporting that thing. So, what you usually have is that some Christians are going to take one part very, uh, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to put it, like they are going to take one part to be authoritative over an, another. So they'll now go to the other one and they'll now, uh, they'll now interpret it differently. So that's what happens a lot of times. And that's why you have so many different versions of Christianity, so many misunderstandings and all that. And the whole thing is just messy. So yeah, this we do on feminism topic is a I really don't even know what to say about it because I know I know um few um ladies that claim to be Christians and claim to be feminists and it's not an argument that I even like to have with them. So that's just what I want to say. All right now. Thanks for that bro. So Chancy. Uh, you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh all right. Sorry, I think my network is pretty bad. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. So the, those little little differences in how women were treated um, and how men were treated. But I never really felt. I, I've never growing up. I never really felt like men were better than I am, 
or I just never felt that competition in any way. So, but you know, with time, you notice certain kind of differences, and sometimes you ignore, sometimes you ask questions. Like when I used to work at a hospital, um, I I had to attend a training where I was watching over, um, taking in. I was I was an usher, yeah. So we had a lot of doctors, with doctor training or consultant training, and there were over a thousand, about a thousand um, participants, and there were only three women, three consultants. Like I, I, I could not forget that day because it was literally just three consultants, three, just three. The rest were men. I'm just like I don't understand. Like what happened to all the women that were in medical school? Because in medical school, in uni, there's a lot of girls in medicine. There are a lot of girls studying medicine. What happened? Where did all went wrong? So there was always that thing about you know, when you get married or when you start a family, they have to pause and all that. So um, looking at all that, that's when I said it's okay, there could be something wrong with that school, something really different with how women are treated and how men are treated, especially in the workspace. So back then, as a Christian, um, I never really questioned it so much. I think that's a common thing amongst a lot of uh, women that are Christians. And I never really questioned it so much. You just accept whatever you were, you know, told and moved on. But there were so many instances in the Bible that I'll ask some questions, I don't really get answers, or I just, you know, push it to one side. I don't know if somebody was saying pick and choose, cherry picking. Yeah. Then, like, I think my very first, one of the very first things in the Bible that I saw that happened to a woman that made me so furious was the story of that concubine. I'll never forget that story. Uh, the concubine, the, the concubine that Georgie was traveling with that. I can't remember, I don't even want to remember the history, but the one with the Leviticus man, that man that was traveling with his concubine. Yeah. And he told him the shoe of God. He handed over his concubine to the grand grave. And they were hosting, and it's not even madness. That's how bad. That's it. That's because it was a physical Bible. I flung my Bible across the room with so much of him. I was angry. Nice. I was so mad. Like, And he came back, dismembered her into 12 and said, what? Why? Madness. I was furious. I, as in, I was so angry. Like, why? Why would you? Why, what's this thing doing here? And you ask questions. You're like, I can't imagine. I had somebody. I had a, a guy. Then he said, "Oh, do you know that that it is the number of twelve? I said, number of twelve for what? Hey. Twelve for the tribe of Judah? I, I don't understand. So I can say, hey, there's a Christ." There's Christ in this thing that just happened now. Are you what are you are you kidding me? Like there's Christ in killing somebody and dividing dividing them into twelve. There's Christ inside it. Eh. Are so you right are you normal? As in, are you okay? <laughs> so I think it's all those kind of instances. Then now I think we you know, um new modern day pastors now they are more into the New Testament. Yeah. Uh, preaching, they hardly double into the Old Testament. They are almost always in the New Testament. Paul is the master of it all. So now in the New Testament, you know, see Paul. Because I remember that time when we read about um, when I think when we got to that part of where Paul was saying we mentioned talking church and all that. I was like, wait, though. So if the Bible was really inspired by you know God at every time, let's say Paul was inspired by God. So you are saying that. 
you know, in and now, we should not be talking in church. We should just keep quiet and look at everybody. Then when we yes, go back, we should go and ask our father. Uh, this is why we're saying, oh, yeah, boy is true to the scripture. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there were churches then, like, the, I think the Anglican church, they didn't have, they don't have women leaders. Um, the Anglican church don't used to allow women leaders then. But recently, I think even still, my the, my pastor then before I left was always priding himself with being a pastor that is progressive in allowing women to lead and all that. But I'm like, but the Bible said that women should not even be in a place of leaders. They will not, not going to pull up Priscilla and Aquila. Oh. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila, like, see now that they were all uh, those two ladies that were fighting then, that Paul was telling that they should not be fighting again or something. So they were going to bring all those little, little people that we didn't hear much about. You know, to say that you know that God does not really ban women from, um, you know, talking in the church. So all these instances and you know those instances that could not be explained always makes me wonder how somebody can say that they can be a Christian and still be a feminist. Because for me personally, what I understand as feminism or being a feminist, God's that call. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so what I understand as a feminist is that you know, women should have equal opportunities and equal opportunities and equal rights in all these places and to be able to. Oh, well, this person is persistent. Functional full capacity without. Hello? Okay, I'll with you, I'll with you. Hello, am I? Um, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, you can. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so without all this discrimination that happens in this, it's a very simplistic, very simplistic view for me. So whenever, um, when, when I came to realize that there's something wrong with being a Christian and being a feminist, feminist I, it's also one of the things that shows that I can't keep being a Christian and keep claiming that um, so I, I can uphold the views of being a feminist because there's an actual truth. If you're following the Bible, it's actually clear that the Bible and the followers of the Bible do not support a woman having a say, um, having a say in all these, um, in all these kind of gatherings. And uh, and again, I think one of the places I have problems with all these Christian feminists is when they come in talking about on that topic of submission. I have so many issues without problems that term submission like i don't understand why people are lying why are you working so hard to tell me that submission means power to give me other definition of submission to as i don't understand why are you redefining that word saying that oh no 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 submission doesn't really mean that you're under anybody it just means that you know you're going to support that's a different thing entirely there is what that term means and you know that there is a problem with that term i think there was a room that we are in when we are arguing about feminism uh, no sorry i'm talking about submission you know you know lots of lots of these christian feminists came up and kept saying that oh submission doesn't really mean submission to be submissive that it means that you know it means for you to just take a back step and allow the man to lead and no i said no oh, there is there, a dictionary yeah. definition you know what it is in fact let us only listen and let's follow your Bible. If you used to read it very well, let's go to the Greek, the Greek um, word for what that, from where that word was translated from. It literally just says it there that it means somewhere that is being subjected to somebody's will. 
So why are you now coining it to be something else? So all those kind of talks, they're always so stressful. So I don't even, um, I don't indulge in those arguments in real life. So whenever somebody says, oh, I'm a Christian, I know my place in the world, and I also know my place as, uh, I know my place in the world, I know my father as my savior, and um, I know how I can interact with him. I say, oh, no problem, oh, that's your own business, well done, as in, I'm happy for you. So, <laughs> uh, as in, that works for you, that's good. So, I don't argue, let them just, you know, do as they please in their own life. And I also notice, as in, the whole Christian feminism thing, and I feel like they, they take that part because, they know, as in, they actually do know and sense that there's a problem if you, as in, there could be a problem, especially when trying to marry, especially to marry, uh, to marry with trying to, with being a feminist. So, because a lot of men can be very misogynistic, especially Christian men. Christian men at the basal level are very misogynistic, very, very. I think I've had a. a they are drowned in it. As in, like that's where they are. They, that, but that's where they come from. They they are pulled out from there. They pull it out. So sometimes when I do be chill, I think everything is alright. You just need one occasion, one situation to happen, and boom, it leaks. Like it has been there. So I think I had this guy once. I've only met him physically once, right? I met him physically once, and I think I got his number. Then the second time I, I spoke to him. Oh, I was already talking about submission. He's not telling me, oh, you seem like a lady that is very independent, ambitious, and is not really into submission. I said, I don't understand. At least the second time I'm talking, we exchanged name and number. This is the second time. Why are we talking about submission here? I don't understand. They was like, hey, yeah, that is very important that the uh, the Bible, the woman, the man has mandated, the woman has mandated to submit. I said, huh. Was like I, mean, I was just like, ah, I don't understand. This is second talk now, but anyway, no problem. Let, let me indulge. You see that the man has been, um, that's okay now. I knew that he's talking about submission. Let's say that in the actual sense that submitting to somebody is like letting go to allow somebody to rule, right? Are you worthy to be in a position of leadership? Can you actually do something? What have you done that we can say, okay, fine, I can let go of whatever it is I want to chase and settle down, allow you to you say, eh, uh, well, I'm a, uh, I can pray and pass. Eh, eh, say, pa, pa, what? Pass. Pass. I don't deal with anything that is remotely related to pastors. Even when I was a Christian, I do not. That's not my circle at all. I don't, I don't, I don't want to just say pastor, then hey, stop, 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 stop. No need, no, no need for this conversation to go on for that. Because this is just the second time. You're already hampering on submission, submission, submission. And, you know, this kind of person, the way he was going at it, attacking me being independent. I said, okay, fine, why are you chasing me? Why don't you go to the person that is open to the submission? Why are you? I mean, why me? There's somebody, there's a lady that is open to me that wants to submit. Go to the one that wants to submit. Me, I, I, I don't want to submit anything. I'm not submitting any form. Unless you tell me to submit something to collect grants, I'm, I'm game. But if you're telling me to submit based on like, because of marriage or partnership or anything, I'm sorry, I can't do that one. To just be going. So it's always so weird to me. I really, really do. I'm always intrigued by Christian feminists, how they, you know, lock and run around, around all these things in their head and come up with all this explanation for what, you know, being um, a, a, this thing, a Christian feminist is like, there's actually nothing wrong. I think when people want to be like, oh, okay, that's, they don't, I think the idea is that they usually 
used to be like, oh, that they can also be housewife or they can also be a housewife that being a house they try to argue that oh yeah let's argue that people that are feminists don't want to be housewife or don't want to stay at home but that, that's not what we're saying there are people that being a housewife is a full-time job like it's a very 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 tasking job oh. and should actually be paid it shouldn't even be as in, I never realized that it's a full time. It's, it's such a full time that someone should actually, the person that is doing it should actually be paid to do it. Because imagine having to pay different people for that same service that one person is going to render. And it's so sad that such a position is so looked down upon. So they always think that feminists are looking down on being housewives or staying, staying at home, you know. But it's, uh, but it's even still interesting that. You want the feminist benefits, but when it's time to now come out to where feminists need to, you know, um, fight for something, you disappear. So it's giving, it's giving. Um, okay, all of you be safe now, but when there are benefits, call me and I'll be there. So that kind of thing, um, that kind of thing. Right. So it's just always so interesting chatting this company, but I really don't like arguing about it because I me, mean, I know what I'm doing for myself. We can continue, and that's all. All of us be safe. Yeah, that's all. Thank you very, very much, Chancey. Really appreciate that. <clears throat> so, um, let me see now. Bumi has been here for a while, yeah? Bumi? Yeah. Good evening. Can everybody hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, firstly, I'd like to say that um, religion is, is um, it's not as docile as people make it seem. It's religion is pretty active. It's beyond the um, it's a relationship with God personally. It's not that's not what it is. It defines interactions. It's we can see it play out in how we make our quote unquote democratic laws. So it's it's beyond it's beyond just um, trying to simplify it to its your personal relationship with God because it's not always like that. And also your religion has also puts people at risk. Of, um, of 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 being caught off from the social um, the social uh, circle and all that, so it's it's way beyond that. So if if we understand that, we can also understand the fact that the patriarchal system is supported by religion, and we can see that play out in different societies. So in Pakistan, when we are uh, we have a uh, human right body who stood against um, who who who, um, who propelled the how, how would I put this? The child marriage there was there, there was a child marriage bill that was passed in Pakistan to um to oppose to oppose child marriage, something like that. So we we have that Islamic groups opposed that bill because they said that women married um underage kids and as such doing that would um be going against Quranic teachings. So they had to fight for um, child marriage because they felt like Muhammad did it. So religion really, really does affect. And as Rita said yesterday in this in group about really feminism, she said, in reality, no one can actually force you to be anything they want to be, right? You can be a Christian or and a feminist, right? You can be a Christian and a Muslim and a Buddhist. It doesn't matter what you really are. No one can force you to be what you don't want to be. And I feel like every voice counts when it comes to feminism, right? I feel like every voice counts. So that means that um, 
means that we need as much people as we can get. So I don't feel like people who are Christians and feminists are fake. I feel like you understand the rudimentary that um, women are minorities and um, oppressed. And you're voicing their solidarity for equal rights, so you can understand. But I feel like in the same vein, they're also upholding, um, as, as being religious, they're also upholding patriarchal values and belief and belief system, which contradicts everything that they might be um, standing for as a feminist. So in such ways, it's like we're not really making progress. If we are not, if we cannot sit down and try to face the contradictions in those two um, ideas or, or beliefs instead. So I feel like instead of, going, instead of running around, let's sit down and say, okay, religion really, really has this. And the Bible actually says this. There's no need to run around. This is what it says. And this is how it is affecting people in reality. So instead of trying hard to merge two different um, opposite ideologies, we can as well just face the fact that these things are indeed contradictory. And from there, we can have meaningful conversations and we can have progressive conversations. But, but it still does not, this still doesn't affect the fact that religious feminists are indeed feminists. Yeah, and I feel like to a larger extent, Oedipo was Oedipo was just saying exactly what the Bible is saying. Yeah, of course we have that we have parts of the Bible that are humane, that are moral. It does not mean that we don't have part of the Bible that supports um, killings and rape, murder, and so on. So we cannot. What we need is an absolute system that that preserves everyone, every part of the population. So homosexuals, queer people, atheists, and even you yourself as religious people to practice your belief without having to affect other people. So I see like that is, we need an awesome system like system like that. We don't need a system that preaches love. And the second hand says, everywhere you see an atheist, give them down. That's not what we want. So if we can face that religion, having these particular contradictions against basic human um, right, we can we can then start to have meaningful conversation about dropping religion and actually going for um, humanity. Because I saw a tweet the other day that talked about that was saying that if we are to take religion away from people, we may need to give them something. And I understand how that may feel because I know that for some tra- um, transiting from religion to atheism or agnosticism is as it's always difficult, you know, the questioning, sometimes the depression, sometimes the the fact that you're just lost and you don't even know what to do, you know. And the confusion, people go through all of that just to unlearn just a belief system. And you realize that it's not it's not just a belief system, like I just said, it's it affects people's life individually and collectively as a society. So I feel like it's time we have, we start to have conversations about religion, about religion and feminism, about religion and humanity. We have Aisha Yusufu the other day saying that her being homophobic is a religion. She's very right out and she's an human she's an uh, human rights activist. So in in lots of ways, it's like we are taking a step forward and yet a step backward. So, so there's there's this necessity to actually confront these beliefs. So that's just a word to add for now. Thank you very much, bro. And I think we really had something to say. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, go on, go on. 
No, no, no. I said, I think Lily. I saw her Lily. flashing her mic. Okay. Lily. Sure. Oh. All right. Um, what I just want to say is that um, the feminism is, is all about it's all about equal rights. So sometimes I I don't understand when people confuse um being submissive and being a feminist as the same thing. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I was growing up, I saw the way my mom treated treated the female treated the females, and I saw the way she treated the males. She treated the males like prince kings and all that so uh while i was growing up i let me not say i kind of disliked my brothers and let me, let me not say i disliked my mom but like that love is not there because there was like the way she treated us was different so now sometimes before i send money to her i'll be like <laughs> If I send money to her, it's going to take me a while. It takes the grace of God to send money to her. It's until I've, I'm satisfied and I've taken care of myself. I've taken care of my child and my husband and him before I can send money to her. Because the way she treated me was different. So f- feminism is just about giving the male, the, the female child the equal rights the male child has. Are you are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should get you. It's just about equal rights. That's that's just it. I can't remember what I'm talking about. Okay. That's that's all I can remember for now. All right, thank you very much, Lily. Now the problem with uh, with that is when you are talking about equality, equality to the oppressor is seen as an attack. That is why whenever the the patriarchs hear feminism, they want equal rights. It's an attack on their supremacy. It's automatic. There's no way you will ask an oppressor to to be on equal footing and they won't see it as you are trying to take away everything from them. So when Black Lives Matter happens in the US, the racists see it as an attack on them. So that goes the same thing with uh, feminists fighting for equal rights. The misogynists see it as taking away power from them. So that's why it's a fight. It can't be. It can't be negotiated. Okay, I saw Mazi. Are you there? Can I? Can I? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, Mazi. Sorry. Hold on. Let Bumi know to answer. Hold on. Let Bumi. We go have time. All right. Okay. All right, Bumi. Okay, um, thank you. I, I was going to say that um, feminism is not entirely about submission, right? So I feel like it's necessary that we, we demarcate those things, right? So feminism is, of course, about equal rights. But when we have a system that, that, um, that pushes the notion that women should, because of the virtue of being women, submit, and we know what submission means. It's not like we don't know what submission means. So the embodiment of religion is such that 
a woman must be lesser than a man. In the church, in marriage, even in the society, you understand? There's a point in time in, in Israel, they don't count, I think they don't, they don't count women during census, if I'm right. They don't count women during census, just men. So it is, it is deep-rooted in the society. Submission, being the second one, being, being the one that listens, just by the virtue of being a woman, it's, it's nothing else. It's not like, it's not like, it's just like racism, you get it. There's no reason for it. You're just black and because of that, you are, you are so powerful. So when we talk about feminism, the entire the the embodiment of feminism is not just submission, but of course submission is submission is. I think submission itself defines inequality too. So that means anywhere that we are seeing um, women should submit, instead we we are trying to attack that particular notion, because it does not just translate only in the Bible. It translates in the society. We see it in the workplace. We see it when you go and, when you, when you um, order Uber as a woman. Was a man, the way they talk to you. You see the way the way they look at women when they achieve stuff. So it's it's way beyond just written in the pages. It affects life individually and collectively. So it is not just like um let's let's not conflate that feminism is about submission. It's not about submission entirely, but we should understand that everywhere that is seen should be attacked. Something like that. Yeah. Man. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. Thank you. Submission is one of the tools of the patriarchy. So, uh, Mazi, you want to go? Uh, okay. Uh, after Mazi, Israel, then Michael. And then I wanted to chime in too. Okay. All right. So, that's after Michael. Kweku. So, Sorry. I think Aminu was also blinking his mic at, at some point. Uh, okay. That means, okay. Let me see how. Okay. This, this is how the list will go now. Mazi, then Aminu. Then wait to um Alois, I have to be I have to be respectful to our feminists and the other women. Uh Alois, are you do you want to add anything? Well, nothing really. Okay. okay. You're, you're all speaking my mind anyway. Alright, alright. Nothing do you. Alright, so Mazi, Aminu, Israel, Michael, Kweko. Let's go. Okay, can I speak now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um hi everyone, good evening everyone. Ranting, I greet you, COVID. I hope. So basically, um before I go into the whole the poor and feminism um bands or whatever, I I don't know. <laughs> like since I came in, I've been hearing lots of um people making contributions about feminism and the place in society and if Christians are in their right lane being Christians and feminists at the same time. So <clears throat> I just want to like just chip in a few things. Um okay, first of all, I'm not a feminist, right? And I'm an atheist. I'm I'm not a feminist. And the reason for that is I I'm yeah, I'm yet to get like the whole facts, like the whole idea behind everything. And me being me not being a feminist doesn't actually mean that I'm against feminism. So just just um making it clear. So it's it's like you it's like you um not being a fan of basketball. But at the same time, you're not against basketball. You could have problems with 
the rules of the game, the structure of the rules of the game, and stuff like that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean like the core idea of basketball or the game itself. You have a problem with that. So yeah, on that one, can I just quickly ask? Can you define? So we know. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So you broke up at some point. Can you oh, sorry. question? Can you just define what, how you define feminism? That's the thing. I don't have a definition for it. That's actually what I'm saying. I do not. Um, I'm not a feminist. Right. So I'm not the one to define feminism. I've been hearing lots of definitions about it. And it's, I think the thing with language is if, um, the reason why language exists and the reason why definitions or words exist is so that it can have a meaning and not have another meaning. I mean, you can't bring lots of things into a concept, right? Of, of course, if you begin to expand language or expand ideas or concepts, right? It begins to lose that expansion, expansivity brings in a whole lot of things. So for now, I'm just indifferent about the movement and stuff like that. But like I said, I'm not against the movement. So, um, yeah, back to the Oedipan feminism stuff. I think someone said earlier, I was listening, someone said Oedipo was simply just playing by by the rules of the game. I mean, he, he, he couldn't be anything else other than being Oedipo. He's within the confines of is within the confines of um, a particular system that allows him to believe certain things and stuff like that. And of course, the clergyman is a pastor, so he's supposed to like um, talk about his things, right? Or say the things that um, the system supports and things like that. So in that case, I think, of course, we know Idepo is, is more like a con man and I have personal issues with him, right? Um, in the case of how he talks about women and stuff like that. Yes, he says really derogatory things about women and things like that. But I don't know if really I should blame him about that. Okay. Um, because of course I know other pastors like, um, even, uh, what is it called now? Even, um, pastor, what is it called? The redeemed Christian church of God pastor. I think um, he's also in, in, I think about a year ago there about, there was one time he was under fire too for saying some really, um, will I say interesting things about women and stuff like that. And of course, I didn't see to lots of women and lots of ladies. So because of that, there were lots of social media, mainstream media bands and all of that. So I think it's just a general thing for most men of God or for most Christians. The other thing I wanted to make clear is I don't think, in my opinion, that if someone is a Christian and a feminist, there is a problem with that with them. Do you get, I mean, you choose a system and I think it's, it's even more like, I, I think it's, it's something like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm using the right word, commendable or something admirable that you could be a Christian and at the same time you're still fighting for the rights of women or you're disagreeing with something, you're disagreeing with something that goes against what you believe, right? And the last time we had this conversation, I think someone said that if that's the case, that it's better you just move out of that system, right? So you're in a more relaxed atmosphere to believe whatever you want to believe clearly. But then you can't divorce those two ideas. I mean, being a Christian or being, being a theist is about believing in God. That's the basic tenet of, of religion, 
and um, and more so Christianity is is believing in God and believing that a maker exists who made the earth, the heavens and everything and gave you life and all of that. That's the basic tenet of Christianity. But then feminism is talking about something entirely different, right? It has has nothing to do with spirituality or the existence of a supreme being and all of that. So I think what goes on in their head is they try to conflict these ideas. They believe that these ideas can actually co-function and still retain this, I don't know, wholesomeness, if I should say, right? So as a result of that, if feminism was directly contradicting religion, if feminism was almost a direct opposite of religion in all aspects of religion or spirituality or Christianity, I think it would have been easier to say, okay, why are you in a system that exactly contradicts what you're saying? But since it's one part of an idea that contradicts just one basic thing, in religion, right? Of course, you know Christianity is, is, is sexist in, in many entrances and commandments and a lot of things that write there in the scriptures, as well as the hadiths and and the Quran and all of that. There are lots of sexist verses and statements and, and instructions there. But then it's not what they are really about. They still hold on to the basic belief of that religion. So in that case, I think it's okay. <laughs> um, I'll give them credit for that, for retaining that and still fighting for something they believe in. So that's what I want to say about that. Thank you. Mm. Nice take. Nice take. Appreciate that. Um, um, Mazi, I, I find certain um, certain things you said. To, to I have a question too. Who is that? Chair? Okay. Yeah, I, I find yeah. not not really gel with the entire concept of the Okay. First of all, you say you're looking at it as uh, women. Um, you know, I think you see, you've made a point that women can be feminist and push Am I am I am I correct? Yeah, what I said was yeah, I said it's possible. I don't know how comfortable that idea will be for whoever is doing that, but I said it's possible to have both of them. The only thing is you'll be opposing one of okay. them. That's what I mean. So just so, so we you, clear. You have to understand that 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 religion stands on contradict the very idea. Feminism. They, they, they don't, you don't, not just not just Christianity, Islam. As, as someone who is ex-Muslim, who is an ex-Muslim, I can tell you very much that these religions do not um, do not honestly give feminism any room to be. As regards, like if you want to, let's say you want to make points for feminism in in the Abrahamic religions, which I think we all, at least most of us here, know. Um, and another thing I'll just point out: not, this is not directed to you and directed to you, Maz, is that we already know, I think we've all made points here that, that um, um, religion does this, religion doesn't support feminism. I think we all know that. But I think the question which we ask ourselves is, okay, so what can we as atheists do? Because you have to understand this. For example, my girlfriend today, when she saw the, when I showed her the article, I think it was writing atheist, of course, that posted it on, on Twitter. I showed it to my girlfriend and she was pointing out that she didn't know she was appalled. And I pointed out that there are whole verses in your Bible that pointed that say, Things that directly contradict the very idea that women should be treated with respect, and she didn't know because I think we need to remember that most most people do not are not conk Christians or conk Muslims going on that they know everything in the Bible. To most of them, is whenever things like this come up that they finally say they finally ask questions. What this is this has been here the entire time. When I put, I showed I showed my girlfriend the verse in the Bible um, where Paul talks about women not speaking. She was shocked. Most people don't know this. And I'm not saying it's our job 
to, to, to point it out. But I think as people, we have the personal responsibility to even I'm not saying to go out everywhere like that. Is someone speaking? Okay. No, I was I just like, going to go you said. Just go on. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not saying we should go to everyone's door and knock like Joel's witness to be, to be giving them to be talking. But I think to a certain degree, as people, we, we have kind of like a personal responsibility to speak on um, these things when they come up. At least the people that are around us, don't go and tell your family members. But to a certain degree, we do have a personal responsibility. Then on another thing, sorry, we also have to remember these, these pastors. Um, I, and wait, this one, I did First of all, these people have desire complex or anything because no one tells. I can't. I, I'm sure those people have never heard the word no before in a very long time, at least. <laughs> because these people are in a point where they are basically worshipped by their congregation. So to them, whatever you say, whatever you, whatever you say is law. When you go school, I, I cannot in my next life go to that place. Because, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I think no. In all honesty, that place. If that man was white, oh God, he'd be a Nazi. I'm sorry. To those of you who have a soft spot on the news, but the man thinks he okay. is the living embodiment of, of, of <laughs> living embodiment of God. He, he, they, they generally believe that what he, I think it's a point where they, they lied so much, the point where they believe their own lies. It's why when they say these things, they, they honestly believe it themselves. They believe their own lies. So I think it's again back to back to um, personal responsibility. I think we have the personal responsibility to a certain degree to take. Not again, not yell it everywhere like Jehovah's Witness, but to put it in people's minds. Because I think today, when I, when I told my girlfriend, I showed my woman the things that were in the Bible, I could see a, a, a crack in the armor for the first, very first time. She didn't know these things were there. To her, she thinks, okay, religion is just believe in God, blah, 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 blah. Maybe to a certain degree, it's things. But there are some very, very fundamental things that, that, that give this religion with the very idea of submission is, is built into religion. Especially the Brahmic ones, because that's not what like, I speak for. As, as someone who's exhibited, my sister grew up the way she did, being told to, to live her life a certain way. Lucky for her, she, 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 she became her own person. She's currently her own person. I can tell you that it's, it, it's, it's, there is the low self esteem issues I saw her go through because of religion. I, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, honestly. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say. If anyone has anything to contribute my points, please, I, I'd like to hear. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, I mean, very briefly, sorry. Very briefly, I was going to respond to what you said. I think, um, I go what you said about um, see, um, David Lee, Pastor Adiboy and everything. I was actually trying to remember his name when I made mention of his church. But then the thing is, um, I still have a, a very strong counter opinion to what you said about it being my responsibility to to try to deconvert people or win people over from I don't say um yeah sorry win people over from their religious perspective down to atheism and everything I think I'm just being I'm just being an atheist I mean atheism is just a simply lack of belief in um in the supernatural or in a god or something and then there's another different idea of feminism and stuff and um recently honestly i'm I'm going to tell you the truth i haven't really been very active with the whole um atheism movement and everything and the reason is because honestly i'm really getting weary of having like um debates or arguments or 
reading the scriptures and trying to point out things. It's just it's atheism a movement. Feminism is a movement. Feminism is a movement. I have a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's uh, Mazio, yeah, round the wrap. Up. Okay, so yeah, I I just re- um, responded quickly to what I don't know if it's Gubi or Jubi said. Yeah, so maybe I used the word wrongly, but I was referring to um, feminism being a movement, but atheism is actually not a movement. It's just lack of um, belief. Yeah. So back to um, what I was saying earlier, I said um, yeah, I, I was getting pretty weary of ha- having conversations and like really strong debates and stuff like that. Maybe that could be something i don't know <laughs> i don't know if you, if you could call that laziness or whatever nah. and then second part of it comes to the fact that um i don't know it's when i, I think about last three years or thereabouts or last three years when i used to be very active like i used to hold debates a lot talk about these things even on facebook on social media and stuff like that and then i realized that at some point things started getting out of hand like People sent me DMs, like direct threats on Facebook, like <laughs> so naturally threatening to locate me and kill me. Wow. Like he was like, you live in Lagos, right? Don't worry, I'm coming after you and stuff. That was like the craziest moment I've actually had since um, I became actively an atheist and stuff. So at some point, I was just like, ah, I mean, let's just choose what thing. So believe whatever I want to believe. And then the only the only point where I mention things that contradicts people's opinion as regards um, religion or Christianity is if, because re- people really say stupid things and sometimes I can't just keep it. I'm just like, did you really say this thing? And then before you know it, it devolves into a debate or something like that. And then, um, so it's just like coincidentally, but then me co- actively and very deliberately coming out and I say, okay, I want to do this. I want to point out to people that this is what your Bible is saying. I mean, you go to church. If you can't spot those things in your church, it's not my responsibility to carry the Bible and spoil it out for you. It's as simple as that. So I don't think I still am going to do what you're saying or I feel it lies in my place to do what you're asking me, requesting me to do. Right? Yeah. So uh, the whole uh, atheism thing, it's it's your choice. <laughs> This is the beauty of being free. There's no great commission bullshit. It's if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't feel like lean back, live your life, enjoy life. You are free to do whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anybody. So questioning people when you like, keeping your belief and laugh at them in your mind, it's your choice. Do what you like. So it's do, uh, it, those of us that do it, mostly we do it out of we are angry. Some of us are in an angry face, <laughs> like me now. Some of us do that of empathy. Some people see that there's a need to educate people. So is it, people come into the whole activ- uh, atheist activism for different reasons. And you can decide to just sit back and watch for the ones that nobody, nobody expects anything from you. You are free. This is the beauty of being an atheist. You are free from such obligations. Totally free. So you understand. So. It is what it is. Um, wait, Cherry, you wanted to ask a question. Um, to, is it to Mazi? Yes, yes, to Mazi. Okay, quickly, then we'll move to Israel. Israel, sorry. Okay, good evening, everyone. Um, to the mod, please add me to the list. Okay. And my question to Mazi, um, first of all, you started by saying something about I'm an atheist and I don't, I'm not a feminist. And I don't know what feminism is. I, I think some people have given their definition, blah, blah, blah. And then we likened, 
your arguments on basketball that you can eat, like you can just be um, something about you don't like basketball, but don't doesn't mean that you are against the movement of ba- basketball. No, no, I said, I said, uh-huh. let me get actually before you continue your question. I said, um, I'm not against basketball. But that doesn't mean I'm comfortable with all the rules, right? But the game itself, I don't have a problem with that. So just so, just so we clear, so we can continue. Thank you. Okay, um, perfect. That's the rule of um, my argument now. You said something about, you called yourself an atheist. Why didn't you call yourself, why didn't you say something like, um, I don't believe in religion or say something about, I don't think there is God or I'm just free. You labeled your problem. You labeled yourself. And um, the reason why I'm saying this is because um, one of the be- um, one of um, my favorite Nigerian author, God bless her, um, Bushi Emecheta, she, um, during her um, time on earth, so she, um, she was asked, because she raised her children alone and all that, and she wrote books that are talking about the um, promotion of um, the feminist idea and all that. And so people asked her, I think once she was questioned, are you a feminist? And she said, no, no, I just, um, I support women's rights. But that's the old thing. That's the old idea of um, feminism. Because at that time, um, people pushed back at that tag feminist it means something like you're mean you're a terrorist you, you hate men or all those things so um simply i will tell you the idea of feminism do you believe in the equality of both sexes then if you believe then it means you are a feminist is not um i believe on some of it the baseline there is do you believe in feminism? Just like you call yourself an atheist. There are people that believe that call themselves atheists and they will say, let's kill the Christians. I know you won't support that, but you are an atheist and there are some of your fellow atheists that will say, let's go and kill Christians. That's their own atheist belief. So the thing is, I have noticed time without numbers that people... Sorry, I don't think I've ever heard of any atheist trying to kill any religious person. I was relaxed. Anybody just, just, uh, let him, let him I didn't say... Let him learn. Let him I didn't say... I didn't say... I didn't say... Um, please move your mic. I didn't say that atheists want to go and um, kill other people. You get? Just like people will say um, Boko Haram is... The, um, Islam is the religion of peace. But we have Boko Haram killing people because they believe. So I'm just saying... So the whole idea of when we are in this room, people always um, push back at that tag, especially men, and they'll say, I don't believe in the whole idea. The simple idea there is, do you believe in the equality of the sexes? Do you believe that... Okay, even sorry, am I just to question? Yeah, it's a question. Are you asking me to respond to the question? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, this is my answer to that question. 
Um, I think it's it's one of the conundrums I feel we have in the whole, or they have in the whole feminist idea, because it's what makes me confused. Like, what exactly are you trying to see, or what are you pushing for? And there are two forms of equality. Basically, there is equality of opportunity, and there is equality of outcome. Equality of outcome is basically is basically called equity, right? And if you're asking me which of the qualities I believe in, I believe in equality of opportunity, but equality of outcome is an appalling sociological doctrine, honestly. And I think it comes from postmodern neo-Marxist movement, which of course I have a very big problem with. So if you're asking me which of the qualities do you believe in, I believe in equality of opportunity, but not equality of outcome. So let's just be clear about that. Thank you. It's, I mean, <clears throat> just, just very quickly, right? There is also an aspect of feminism where some men, for example, might expect their wife to kneel down when they get in the house. For example. I mean, that has nothing to do with equality of, of outcome or opportunity. This is interpersonal relationships. And there are people who believe quite literally that women are of a lower class than them and need to bow their head and show them respect. And that is the kind of thing that I think people are talking about. Do you believe that, that there is any situation where women have to um, defer to men and show them respect? For example, yeah, that, that's the thing because right now we're talking about people who believe in equality of opportunity and people who are just stupid and who expect their women to bow down to them. That's stupidity. And if all of these things together, if you just string up like different scenarios and different life problems together, and then you put it together and say, this is the term, this is femininity, then we have a problem. We really understanding what you're talking about. So if you're conflating natural, normal, basic stupidity that anybody can't be, with the movement of let's let's give women equal rights, then I really can't just get into that singular belief system and say I'm part of it, right? So I can't be part of the movement that is not clearly defined and I have different definitions. Do you understand? So that's why I made right, let, let, me tell, let me tell you what I'm hearing. Hold on, let me tell you what I'm hearing now. You can hold on, hold on. Let's sorry. Uh, okay. I think we'll, this this will keep it will keep going in a loop now. Yeah. We'll keep going in a loop. So I think we'll need to to move on. Uh, Mazi has said he's not fully in. We understand that people are, uh, how do I put it now? There's still more information people need to go and research for themselves. But now the next person is Israel. But Israel, you, you will go next. I have to, I have to, uh, what do I put it now? I am partial towards feminists because we are men talking about feminism, which is weird, but we shall talk. So Mogi, are you, are you ready? Maggie, are you there? Yeah, sorry, I'm here. Okay, okay so um, I can't remember who uh, said it because I wasn't really staring on my screen, so I wasn't able to tell who was talking. But um, a guy came up on stage and said um, he's an atheist but not a feminist. I actually think that is fine, to be honest, because... Um, I feel like a lot of people associate all these kind of things when it comes to atheism. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of breath <laughs> because I don't want to like pick up my Thank phone. You. So, um, yeah, <laughs> so um, I think a lot of people associate like different kind of things when it comes to like atheism. Um, that atheists are, you know, like supposedly intelligent. Atheists are, I don't know, um, when it comes to like, they are very good at critical thinking and stuff like that. But um, I grew up in Germany where um, a lot of the people that I met are actually atheists, especially the young people. And let me tell you, like, there are atheists who are misogynists, there are atheists who are 
you know, sexist, who are homophobic, who are dumb as fuck. So I think I think that is okay. I don't think those two necess- necessarily um, contradict uh, with each other. What I didn't really understand is um, the guy saying he believed in feminism, but isn't a feminist. That was that was very contradictory that didn't really make sense um as for um as in sense to me like i don't mean to attack anyone here so um as for oye deco and feminism um sometimes i actually feel bad for christian feminists because i feel like um they hold on to their belief and um beliefs and therefore you know try to um to interpret their way out of the obvious you know sexist things in the bible um, at least when we're talking about Christianity, there are also like you know feminists who are Muslims yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm going to focus on um, Christianity because that is the religion I'm mostly familiar with. Um, so I feel like a lot of them also interpret their um, ways out of the other sexist things in the Bible. And what I've noticed is a lot of them will come up on stage, at least on Clubhouse, and you know say things like, I do not like Paul, like Paul was sexist and things like that. But Paul wasn't the only one who was sexist. I feel like um, every man in the Bible was sexist, which is, which is not really surprising considering the time in which the Bible was written. And I feel like um, whenever things like this are being talked about, they want to, you know, portray it in a kind of way that, yeah, it wasn't God, at least based on the few interpretations that I've heard, it wasn't God who said those things. It was, you know, men like Paul who said all the sexist things. But I think if we as atheists can all agree that um, religion is a man-made concept, um, I think um, it shouldn't be... I think it's very easy to understand that um, God didn't come down to this earth to write the Bible himself. It was men who wrote the Bible, and these men were very sexist, which is not surprising, considering the kind of time they lived in. Our society has always been a patriarchal one. Things just started changing. I mean, it's still very much a patriarchal society, but considering the fact that feminism is just a very recent movement uh, in human history, I think... um, I think... I'm not really surprised by all the religious books being um, um, being sexist. I don't think Oye Depo actually said something wrong. It's, it just quoted what was in the Bible. It said um, something based on the Bible, which is correct. Um, I think um, this is just a situation of Christian feminists trying to interpret their ways out of, you know, sexist statements because um, they are holding on to their beliefs. Um, and still, you know, have these, um, they, they still consider themselves feminists and therefore, you know, they try to, I don't know. <laughs> um, and oh, I actually wanted to say something else as well, but kind of skipped my mind. Maybe if I remember later, okay. but that's it for now. All right. Thank you, Mogi. Thank you very much for that. Israel, are you in the house? Okay, Israel, no deal. Uh, Michael. Hey, hey. hey guys, good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hi, hey. <laughs> good, good evening, good evening, good guys. Evening. Um, um, I hope you all can hear yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. One thing I do not get is how um religious people or Christians in particular can wake up and say 
the and can wake up and say they are feminists. I don't get how a religious person can say um, they are. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, can I hear you? I think I have a problem with my network. Yeah. Okay, so um I was saying I don't I don't get how Christians can say they are feminists. I really do not get Ah, network. Okay, Kweku, Kweku. I think you should go before Michael comes. He will sort his network. <laughs> sure, I can do that. Well, okay, so um, I did hear all the conversation and the argument back and forth. Um, um, I'm very impressed with uh, Morgan's argument because it's, it sums up the whole issue here. Um, so I would like to begin by defining what atheism is to me because I feel like that is part of the whole argument here and a lot of confusion is coming, to, coming through this with this non-definition going on here. Right. So I think atheism is just belief right now it's just belief in a god now anything else has nothing to do with atheism now so you somebody can be an atheist and still not be with a feminist right so just be just because somebody doesn't have a particular belief which is atheism which is belief in a god doesn't mean that person cannot be anything else hold on hold on now confuse your definition seems or did i hear where say atheism is belief in a god Yes. No, sorry. I mean, atheism is non-belief in a God, which is like the um, opposite of theism, which is a belief in a God. And that is the only thing it addresses, belief okay. in a God. And so you can be an atheist and still hold, you know, contradictory views to the overall theme of the atheism movement, if that's a word. Okay. So it is possible for people to be atheists and still have these um, contradictory views the same way it is possible for people to believe in a God and still have those contradictory views. However, that is where the problem arises with religion. Religion corrupts the mind. So because we are atheists, we can rationalize that we can have, we can hold both competing ideas and there is no doctrine that is forcing us to hold both ideas. That is not the case in religion. Um, in the earlier conversation, somebody made uh, a statement about how these um feminists, um, religious feminists try to do all these gymnastics to justify their belief. And this is a very common theme with religion because the gymnastics is what corrupts. Gymnastics is what you have to do if you, what you have is not facts, right? If what you have is not a matter of fact like oxygen and water, then you, are, you have to go to the gymnastics. And therefore, even simple um, verses can be interpreted any way you want because the people already used to believe in things from just a single word. They can construe anything from it. They've already built the muscle memory for it. And so taking it to another leap with any kind of, any kind of idea, twisting it, making it suit your religious idea, is already in the framework of religion. And so it is sad to see people find themselves in those um, conundrums, but it is an example or it's, it's an it's, it's an example of, you know, critical thinking and failing to actually do critical thinking. You end up, you know, in all kinds of conundrums. That's why everything about Christianity and religion seems like contradictory. Everything about it, not only their feminist views, but even their slavery views, uh, their views on, you know, society and children. All of them is contradictory. 
it is just the movement of the whole um, religious apparatus. So, like, I wanted, that's what I wanted to, like, hammer on. So, again, it is possible for somebody to be totally a, an atheist who does not have any belief in a God and then also be a complete, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't want a feminist because he also wants to have his own, uh, he, wants, he wants to have power over something. It, it is still an innate um, desire of his, you know, the same way, um, I don't want to be generalistic here, the same way women would like to feel beautiful, men would like to feel dominant. And so if there is, if there's a chance to make something lesser, some men just gravitate towards it because they feel it's natural. And in the same way, if a woman sees something as a chance for her to make it look beautiful, they gravitate towards it because they feel it's natural. Now, not to say it is natural, but it is these biases that we all hold that has nothing to do with belief in a God. It is just, um, which also adds to Morgan's point, was it just, it's just a fact or an indication that the religion was, was written out of human um, inadequacies. We, we wrote the religion. That is why you see all these flaws in it. And the contradiction that this is not a work of a God, if there is a God, it is not. This is highly flawed, but you know, people believe it anyway. But that's what I have. All right, thank you very much, Kweku. Um, up next now is is Cherry. Cherry, now your turn has come. Oh, yeah, Cherry, are you there? Like Cherry, Cherry has gone for a stroll. <clears throat> um, now there's a people that are here that have not spoken. Do you want to speak because we'll soon be rounding or if Cherry and Michael don't come? I think there was a time when URCH was blinking. I'm not sure if she's still. Yeah, Rita. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not fully. It's kind of muffled. Not too well. Not too well. Okay, Hello? Yeah. Can anybody yeah, hear it's me? It's much better. Yeah, bring Okay, okay, this is my first time being in a house or something like this. Welcome. So, okay, I just got into the whole atheism and the feminist of, of late because I come from a house that's my mom is a pastor, mm. like a conk pastor. And my dad is a lawyer. And he's from Anambra. So I grew up with misogyny, religion, and it has not been a good thing. So of late, I've just been trying to unlearn and learn new things. And thanks to the Ranting Atheist, your podcast has, oh God, it has been life-changing. Wow, thanks. So that's been my listening and it's funny and i'm learning but the one thing i'll not do is read the bible <laughs> try to understand what you guys are with i see you guys quoting the bible quoting the bible i would never do that i can never do that it's just so irritating because whoever wrote that bible needs to be killed because they're just genistic and it's just scary in another whole way so i don't really have much to say just that and I'm shy, so that's all. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your contribution. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, everyone that is still listening now, this is the Free Thinkers Hangouts. Please follow the house, follow the speakers, follow 
people in the audience that you like. Let's follow ourselves. Um, we'll, we do our best to have a room at least once a week. Hopefully, uh, there will be more rooms per week. But, but we'll, do, we'll do our best, yeah? We'll do our best. So, um, I think anybody else want to speak, we are rounding up. Want to share the grace. <laughs> okay, Enore. Uh, I just wanted to point out that Oyedepo was not the only one who said that. I saw another video. Um, it was this, uh, oh gosh, what's this woman's name? Okonkwo, Mildred Okonkwo had her own take on that. So This week, was it this week? I saw it on Twitter this week, yes. She was going yeah. off on how feminism is crap and you have to be submissive. And yeah. and of course, it's we know you can get trouble. It's always a proponent of kissing your husband's toes and all and ass and all of that. So um, there are several of them in that space that um, try to, I guess, um, mold women into these things that by nature they may or may not be. So... It's it's definitely been an interesting week to listen to all this crap, um, and of course the cheering in the churches that go on with that. Hmm. Wow, that is. Yeah, I, I just want to add that. Um, um, I think as I said in at the very beginning, I, I told Rantin that you know the reality of it is that the this group or this room would be way more interesting if we had you know our friends on the other side so to be honest i feel like moving forward you know as as you are coming you could um pin your friends to come in. invite a friend to the we church try share to... tracts yeah, 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 exactly. so, i feel you exactly because you know it's 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 um it it gets more stimulated when you hear, you know, different sides to 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 the story. So, uh, if if you notice, all we are doing right now is just going through the same. Like we're just saying the same thing, same thing. Sure, we are modifying it here and there, but it's really much. It's pretty much just the same message. So, I'd advise that you know the next time you could bring your friends to come in, you know, um, and we would try and at least the moderators would make. The moderators will make sure that we uh, uh, it remains as respectful. Janet, I see you blinking. Yeah, we'll get speak you. next. Yeah. So the moderators will, will make sure that everything, everybody's really respectful. Yes, they have their views are, are crazy, and we were once there, right? Yes, their views are are insane. We were once there, so we, we can't really blame them. They are pretty much just a a, a product of indoctrination. So. We, we would just, I think it would be encouraging or it would be way more interesting if we had um, our friends from the other side in, in, this, in, in, in these rooms. So, yeah, I think that's um, much of what I had to say. And back to, to Janet. All right. Yeah, hello. Uh, good evening. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak. Yes, yeah, so basically... About the pastor Mildred, what she said, she said feminism, feminism in marriage is rubbish. And because you choose your husband, 
because uh, okay, she said something about choosing your husband, and if you should choose rubbish, and um, you should not choose rubbish, so you don't submit to rubbish. She said uh, she believes feminism should not apply in family, but in the workplace, or it should not apply in the society, but in the it should not apply in the family but in the society but then the family individuals are made up of family families are made up of societies so why would you say there shouldn't be feminism in the family and there should be feminism in the society when families are made up of societies are made up of families and second i really have an issue about the choosing because basically what we're taught is is a man that approaches a woman to ask for her hand in marriage so why is she so I feel like she's trying to she's trying to absorb men of bad um, absorb those kind of men she was referring to that she was saying that don't choose nonsense she's trying to absorb them of their bad character and still putting it on the wife yeah. I'm still blaming it on the wife by saying you shouldn't choose nonsense why don't you tell this man to be better than asking women to avoid this man more like victim blaming sort of and I feel like well personally I'm a Christian but then I won't deny the fact that there are some that some parts of the Bible I don't agree with like the like the part of the Bible that says when a man rapes a lady he will go and mm. pay the lady the lady's father 30 shekels and must marry it's the lady property and crime against divorce. her father you see the kind of thing and that's the property story. crime against and, the girl's father exactly exactly how they treat men as properties and these Christians don't don't um, don't realize that the Bible era of that time is different from now. What used to apply in the Bible then cannot be applicable now. I.e., slavery. Slavery was like there were rules guiding slave ownership and then. But now slavery false, has been abolished. False, false, and all. false. But when it comes to women's rights, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So when it comes to like women's rights or when it comes to standing up for your rights or speaking out, that's why they say so like when you hear people and um, when people criticize pastors, they say do not, do not, um, do not, that's Bible phrase about, not uh, about not touching, touch not. So I feel like so many, so many, I won't call them Christians because religion is different from Christianity. Christianity is your personal relationship with God. Where religion is just, is following some set of rules made by men to control people. Like rules made by a general overseer to control, to like, okay, to like, I won't say guide, I won't say control, but to guide um, the member of members of his folk. So I feel like most of these religious people, when it comes to standing up for your rights, when it comes to speaking out against things, when it comes to speaking out against things that are wrong, they are always very defensive. And you notice that anytime we talk against this bad government, you realize that most of these popular geo feel like they are on the side of the government instead of on the side of the of the masses if you get what i'm saying so i feel like many of the many of these christian religious people they just like using they just like using this especially in nigeria nigeria is is such a system whereby oppression oppression abounds like there's some of an there's sort of an imbalance where there's very few people are at the top and the masses are below and the few people at the top are doing everything they can to keep oppressing and keep controlling those people 
down if you guys get what i'm saying yeah. so i feel like people use the bible to misinterpret and interpret and do things to keep people in control like in the case of tight now i go to a church that they don't say that they don't they don't back blackmail you into paying tights they don't tell you every every sunday that if you don't pay tight you go to hell or if you don't pay tight you'll be rich. just do it if you want to sow seed they won't come and meet you and force you to sow seed you should just do it on your own because okay i know some of some people some of you are 80s but we christians believe that you Sources to receive from God. I don't believe in so that I cannot go to a kind of church that is always blackmailing you into dropping your money. But most of these most of these pastors do this thing to like make this and um, put to like keep these people under their whims. You get that kind of thing. Giving should be something that comes from your mind that is inspired from God, not something, not something because your pastor is telling you you must do it, or something that fear has been put into you by your pastor to do, and you feel like you're under an obligation to give because of your pastor said if you don't give, you go to oh, you get that kind of thing. So I feel like so many religious people are very gullible. They don't try to, uh, they don't try to build their relationship with God, but they try to put your pastor's words over what jesus says the way people always cherish um, paul's words more than what jesus himself jesus himself never even talked about that submission but they're always referring to paul if you guys get what i'm saying so that's what i have to say uh, nice one yeah, yeah you 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 make a, um, a lot of valid points but i would i would want to ask you you know and uh, you said you're a christian and you know even though you did say you know you're a christian but you're not religious that's discussion for another day right? that we we, we we could debate that how all we we could debate that all we want but that's discussion for another day i, I would want to ask you janet do you because you spoke on you know people misinterpreting misinterpreting the bible and, and whatnot which is true i, I would not deny that fact you know there are there are folks that take the bible out of context but there are folks that also read the Bible literally and say what it says. And so I, I just want to ask you, do you, you know, because the, the lady, the the pastor lady that spoke and said, spoke about, you know, you know, women, not wives having to not bring, that they shouldn't bring feminism to their homes, which you eloquently stated. That was what your starting point. Do you think that, Paul and his teachings and, um, you know, the way he structured his words was such that the woman and more specifically wives at home were are being placed as, um, placed at the background, placed, you know, under the feet of men. Do you think, um, it, it's, uh, I, I, it will not be a misinterpretation to to label Paul's message that way. Um, that's my question to you, Janet. Sorry, I feel like Paul was clear when he said that because it was also the same Paul that said women should not speak in public. And if you can see the irony about this female pastor going on the altar with her hair uncovered and saying women should, uh, women should, should obey, she said uh, women should obey God's word. And also that God's Bible said women should not speak in public and she's speaking in public on the altar. So you get why I said people try to use God's... Um, and again, about the Paul issue... No, no, was it... Sorry, someone saying... Was it public, Paul said, or church? Or church, yes, in church. Maybe in church. He said, yeah, it was actually in, ch- in gatherings in church. Yeah. 
sorry, yeah. in church rather, and she's on the pulpit preaching. You get that kind of thing. And also, I think Paul was clear because basically he was talking in accordance to the era of that time. They were in a very patriarchal time in the Bible times. They were in a very patriarchal culture where, where women were seen as properties or chattels that should be owned. So it was basically okay, just okay. talking based on what was happening there. And that's why I said the kind of era that was in the Bible times can't be applicable to the era that is in this time. Okay, I, I, were, I see what... I see what I see what you are saying, and and that to me makes a lot of sense. But what what I, I would ask you is that, you know, in in Paul's message, how are you able to know that 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 point he was making was specifically for his time? Because Paul Paul said a lot of things, right? And he he spoke he spoke a lot from Acts sorry from Romans to Corinthians to Colossians Thessalonians. My question to you is, if at no point because all the time he spoke about women, he would say you know don't do this, don't speak because you know if one of your first people, which is Eve, spoke and this is the result. We are all stuck here. You know she messed up, she was deceived. Like he gave his reason. His reason was not oh. You know, because, you know, these are time, uh, women, and no, no, no. What he said was, the first of your kind was deceived. She was not as intelligent as we are. And that is why we are in this mess. So I'm wondering how you are able to know that he, he placed a time factor on that when all he spoke about was he gave the rule and gave the reason. So if you are able to give time on that, do we also speak on different messages on what Paul said? Like, okay, so let's say Paul speaks on um, salvation or grace. Will you say that grace is only applicable to that time when Paul himself made no mention of, you know, time to that regard? So I'm wondering how you are able to know that, you know, what he was speaking for at that time was particular to that time. That's that's all I want to know. Like, have you read something outside? the Bible, the history books that are pointing you to what Paul is saying in the Bible, that is informing you that it was time-bound. Like, that's my question to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Like I, like someone said earlier, she said, the Bible was written by men. And these men had the same kind of thinking and mentality in the Bible era at the same time. And another thing, I even wanted to say something that I forgot. Yes, I think it's. Um, I think that whatever Paul said just came from his mentality, from his sexist point of view of how he viewed women, the same way other men in the Bible viewed women. So I feel like I still believe that yes, it's still, it, whatever he said was according to that Bible. Right? And apart from the, and even about about the other man, if if um, if um, bringing the problems in this world, see, I feel like every adult should be responsible for their actions god told adam they shouldn't eat the fruits okay yes eve was wrong by eating the fruits but she offered adam the fruits why did it adam reject it so why is paul now making it look as if it was it was eve's fault why is paul why is paul not holding adam and eve individually responsible but making it feel like it because eve offered adam a fruit that he should have refused then it was the cause instead of holding both of them individually responsible, irresponsible, if you get me. So, like I said, I think it's all about Paul's mentality. 
and the Bible era of that time for him to have made such kind of teachings. So that's what I have to say. All right. Thank you, Janet. Um, uh, Cherry, you want to add something? I was waiting for my turn. Ah, okay, okay, you are the, uh, okay, okay. Okay, wait, hold on. I just have, I don't know. Um, I have a question for Janet. One, la- one last question. I think them, let's not bombard her too much. She, I, I, how do I put it now? I respect her for, for coming up to this gathering of uh, heathens. <laughs> so yeah, she's, she's quite courageous than most Christians out there. The challenge with this whole Paul matter is, personally, Janet, do you throw every word of Paul away? Because Paul also speaks and uh, wrestles not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against uh, this, that, pray without season. Faith is the evidence of this, that, that. Do you throw those words away? Um, what I would say about throwing words away, something about Christians is like, is that they cherry pick what they want from the Bible. For example, the Bible says men should love their, love their wives and women and wives should submit. But misogynist men among the Christians, among the religious people, they don't emphasize on the loving of men, but on the submission of loving by men, but on the submission, to, submission of women to men. So basically, I personally believe that as an adult, with their own mentality, with their own ideology, with their own idea of what is good or bad. You are allowed to pick what you want in the Bible and follow it. And that's why I said there is a difference between Christianity and religion. Christianity is a personal relationship with God. Religion is a set of rules and laws made by men. And that is the Bible. You will see Bible. Bible has a lot of rules, a lot of laws made by men. There are so many men, there are so many laws that are repugnant to natural justice, to equity and fairness. And you are allowed to speak against it if you think it is wrong and if you think your conscience cannot take it. There's nothing wrong as an adult to do as an adult to that. But what I don't accept is you being blind to what you know is wrong. But you still try to elevate it and you still try to indoctrinate it into your members. So that's what I have to say about that. All right. Thank you very much. I have more follow-up questions, but we'll sleep here. So, but please follow the house, think, uh, Free Thinkers Hangout, so that uh, you can you can visit us from time to time as you have the chance. So, Cherry, hit us and let's close it. Okay, thank you one more time for giving me this opportunity to speak. Um, Before I eat the topic, um, I think, um, Ranting, you said something that... um. It kind of triggered me. Okay. You said, um, I think after my submission to Mazi, and you said something about, um, come on, here's a bunch of. Yo, we can't hear you. Well, I can't hear you. We can't hear you. Sure. Can you, can you guys hear yeah. me now? Yeah, we heard you laughed at the trigger part. I think after the trigger part, we're not hearing you clearly. Okay, let me continue. So um, you said something like um, there's a bunch of um, there's a bunch of room in a room with a bunch of men. What are we talking about? Um, feminist and feminism for? I think you made um, you believe to the movement of um, equality, which is wrong. It's just like me saying um, for crying out loud, there's a room of black people. Oh, Why are we talking oh, about it? Okay, okay. What I mean is like women women have how do I put it now? 
Maybe I don't think I didn't mean it that way. Actually, I don't women are yeah, the ones who, uh, who are who, who, who are to who teach us. Me. That's where I put it. That's where yeah. you get. It's not. I didn't mean like I didn't yeah. condescend, okay, guy. No, women no, I don't are the ones to. They are the, we, we need to get their insights more because they are the ones facing the problem of patriarchy. You get. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think you okay. meant it that okay. way. I was, I was like thinking like, uh, it would be very wrong for me to like come up here and say, for crying out loud, we are all blacks. Why are we talking about atheism? Nah, like, no, 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 no. Is any of our father atheist or something <laughs> okay, like that? Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, back to the topic, um, Oyelipo and um, feminism. Um, first of all, I don't know what, I do. I really didn't um, read the article about um, what Oyelipo said but one thing I know is just that I have a line. It's very thick. I cannot take advice about, let's say, vaccine from pastors. I can't take advice about feminism from pastors. I can't take advice about finances from pastors. They are pastors, they are clerics, and their work is about the Bible and all that. So, because one thing I've noticed is just that if men of God are to, just like what um, I think um, Jeanette helped me a little bit to buttress my point, is just that most Nigerian clergy, they cherry pick things. Even that part of the Bible that said um, women should submit to their husband, that same chapter, another verse said something about submit yourself one to another. Anytime we talk about feminism and the Bible, we always talk about Paul. Nobody talks about the incident about with um, Jesus and um, the woman that was caught in adultery. And to me, I think Jesus was making a very bold statement when he asked them, if any one of you is without sin, because come to think about it, it's a patriarchal word then, very patriarchal-like to a man and a woman caught in adultery and the man will just go free. Just like me now, maybe they caught me um, in adultery with another woman and instead of punishing us both, they will say, okay, man, as far as you're the one with the penis, you can go. Then she that is the prostitute, stay back and we are going to stone you to death. He made a statement when he, um, when he asked them, and he made a statement when he defended that woman. He made a statement when he advocated for that woman. He made multiple statements when he even appeared to a woman first. So if we decide to like ignore those parts of the Bible, I want to talk about Paul. And I think somebody was asking about um, if those um, letters Paul asked, they were error-based and not just error-based. They were location-based because there were some locations, you say, you, I think you always go by the culture of that people. There were locations where you say, um, women cover your hair, blah, blah, blah. And there were locations where we talk about women in another manner. And it was based on the experiences and reports. If you list, if you read the Bible very well, you hear things like, I write to you. I'm not writing to the world, though. I write to you, the brethren in Galatia. Based on reports I've heard. I write to you, the brethren in Nigeria, based on report I've heard. Not, I'm writing to the old world. I didn't die for the old world. It wasn't the one that um, is not the Jesus Christ. 
So the um, the center of Christianity, which is Jesus Christ, he left a very bold statement. And I think if we are going to have conversations like this, we should be talking about the bold statement Jesus made when he said to Mary and Martha that when he said to um, Mary, why not listen? Although women we want to like, because I think then in the patriarchal world, when, the visitors, come, when visitors come like this, they'll be the ones to run around and all that. Sit down. This is the one that matters. You matter. Mary, you matter. So this words they are for you. So why are you running around? You have equal right, like every other man here that are going to listen. Sit down there and listen. Leave the food parts, leave the all those parts. If they are as important as you think, I think all the men and women should have done that before coming, before I came. So all those things that Jesus did, I think they were not just um mere coincidences. I think he was making a statement. And once again, I pastors we always cherry pick things about um um I think about women in the Bible. They always cherry pick, they always pick a verse, they always twist it. But also keep in mind that these are the actions that Jesus took. So we should all bear that in mind. My name is Cherry, and I give the floor now. Thank you, Cherry. Thank you very much. Okay, Muge, you speak, but I just want to say something. Um, you say um, it was written for a time for a people. Based okay. on that, uh, we should not be discussing any words of Paul. In fact, we should not be discussing anything. We should throw away the Bible in, in totality. It's for that time. It's not our business in 2021. You get so it's 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 kind of the conclusions many atheists here as reached that. Oh, more this book is not for us. It is for Bronze Age people. Now, does being this thing is supposed to wear? So, working with what you just said, it is for that time, for that era. Then if we talk about Jesus, we'll sleep here because the whole that uh, woman that story can be interpret, interpreted in many ways. So you see the problem of uh, yeah. the Holy Spirit's. The Holy Spirit not telling everybody the same thing. The Holy Spirit seems to be higher than us, which uh, which yeah, alcohol. Yeah. But anyway, enough of the Holy Spirit uh, slander. Moge, please go. Um. So I wanted to um come back to what um oh I I can't remember. I I can't really tell what talked. But um basically this um about Jesus making both statements. Okay. I don't think I don't think Jesus making both statements, um, especially I'm not going to I, I know very very well that his statements, especially at that time, were quite bold, but him making both statements does not make him a feminist. Him being a nice guy does not make him a feminist. There are nice guy, guys out there who um treat women like um with some kind of certain type of respect but that doesn't mean they view women equally which is what feminism mean um, which is what feminism is so um yes paul was sexist but that doesn't mean jesus was wasn't sexist because he was a nice guy like jesus was a nice guy period but that doesn't mean it wasn't sexist and him you know like that example you, you gave about the um prostitutes and stuff like that Yes, nice story. Yes, both statement. But was it feminist? No, Jesus wasn't a feminist. And I'm actually sick and tired of people trying to like force feminism on Jesus. <laughs> that obviously wasn't. 
Yeah, his disciples should already tell you he's not. He wasn't a feminist, but story for another day. Uh, hey, you are. Are you? Do you want to say anything? But we want to wrap up now. I want to shut it down. Hey, you are. Are you there? Okay, bless you. Give me, give me five, give me five me, minutes. Ah, we may get five minutes. So we don't. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, we are concluding. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Place call so um, I'll just say this. Eh? I don't know who said Jesus Christ was a feminist, but uh, let's not say that again. Jesus Christ was anything but a feminist. He was a homophobe because Jesus Christ himself said he was that he's a Jew and he didn't come to change any law. So why are we? trying to interpret Jesus in a different way when he's actually saying it himself that he didn't come to change anything. So if we know how the laws were at the time, you know, why are we trying to change it differently? You know? And also with the... Uh, I understand people saying what Paul was saying was as of, as of his time and all of that stuff. It makes sense, right? But once you add the God factor into it you lose your argument because god himself is supposed to know that two thousand years from now what mm-hmm. paul is saying does not really it's not going to make sense because everything in the bible was written out of the inspiration of the holy spirit and we know the holy spirit is god so that is god giving paul directive so if it was paul just making a commentary on his own without the inspiration of the holy spirit i would get it no, but with him adding the God factor to it, you lose the argument right there. But anyways, and uh, I just want to say one thing: I'm surprised that Oyele boy is not in prison with all he has done so far. Mm. I don't know whether you guys have seen that video where he Sorry, slapped the girl. Huh? You said you said you are, you said you are surprised he's in not prison. Worse. I didn't get that part. Oh, that he's not in prison oh, yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, haven't you seen the video where he assaulted a girl he was doing deliverance yeah. from? Yeah, maybe like... You know, and... Uh, okay. I'm actually not that too. Yeah. Are you so, like... Yeah. So, someone that has done things like that and still working scot-free, like, what do you expect him to say? You know, he's going to say what he said. It's It's expected of him to say and i also say that he's right though in the christian context everything he said is absolutely correct and that's why i said you know it's not in my place to tell a woman how to be a feminist and it's not in my place to say you can't be a feminist and be a christian at the same time but it's also okay to acknowledge the ideological differences you know but however they choose to make it work it works and it's not in our place to say that it can't work but I think it's okay and it's safe to to acknowledge that, you know what, there is severe ideological differences between both, you know, ideologies. And also, it's safe to ask, when you are in a situation when, for example, let's say you have a friend that wants to have an abortion, right? And we know where Christianity stands on it. And we know where feminism stands on it. Which one? are you going to, which advice are you likely going to give your friend? Are you going to put your pro-choice 
uh, ideology from the feminist movement, I heard the pro-life angle of Christianity. Are you going to take Christianity over feminism? So the only thing I always ask is, what metric do you use to make that decision when you are in a situation, you know, where those two um, ideologies are at loggerhead? How do you make that decision? Which What metric do you use to decide which ideology comes first? and who Trump takes the back seat. But regardless, you know, some people make it work. You know, we have gay Christians, gay Muslims, and uh, they make it work. And I don't know. It's not in my place to say anything. But for me, if I see any Christian, you're homophobe, you're transphobe, till you've proved otherwise. And my name is Enyuwa, and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. That was a fantastic uh end to our discussion so please follow the room follow the house rather free thinkers hangout follow all the speakers all the moderators all the um, every everything we discuss here is has been recorded is going to be put on the ranting atheist podcast apple spotify google wherever you get your podcast let me advertise myself small so please listen to it at your own time at your own convenience every week saturday 12 p.m uh, new episodes every week. We'll do our best to to do that. So yeah, and invite your religious yes, friends. invite your religious friends the way they invite us to church. We to invite our religious <laughs> religious friends here. Curious to know if anybody knows a religious friend that will be open to an atheist debate because I don't. Like all my friends, I know that. Okay. I'll be curious to see that as well. So it's most likely is uh, someone who is vast in apologetics that will be confident enough. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we know Nigerians are yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. yeah, small, 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 small. Apologetics will come up by those, the time. Those guys are the gym yeah. <laughs> professionals. <laughs> oh, yeah. high level, high level gymnast. So we are done. Everybody can waka, can follow who you like, follow the house. Thank you very much for for coming today, and see you another time. So we are ending the room in five, four, three, two. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't. Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcast. Then join us on the Free Thinkers Hangouts on Clubhouse, where we have discussions like this recording we listen to. And so that's all for this week, and catch you on the next one. Take care.